0: The Radical Up podcast is produced in partnership with AmericanFirearms.org. American Firearms' mission is to recommend what works. We believe everyone deserves access to unbiased, helpful information about firearms. And our buying guides, product reviews, and learning resources are designed to help real people find the stuff that will work best for them. Check us out at www.americanfirearms.org. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Radical Up podcast. I'm here with Brantley Miriam. You may or may not have heard of him because I feel like he's almost his underdog, but he's been shooting for a while. Really great shooter, uh, grandmaster in carry optics, and just placed fourth at carry optics national. Brantley, how does that feel coming off of that right now?
1: It feels really good. <laughs> I got to be honest. It was a lot, of, a lot of hard work, lots of hours of dry fire, and uh, several range trips to, um, to get to that point. It was, it was kind of kind of a little bit awesome because my goal was actually fifth. So I actually like just went up to my goal just by one place. And so I was really, really happy with that.
0: That's really cool. And then I know we're already thinking about 2023, but like now are you going to have to back that up next year and be like top three?
1: <laughs> uh, Yes, that's my goal. I want I want top three next year and then I want the top 25 or 2024.
0: 20, okay, I love it. I love it. I like these goals. Yes, yeah, so I want to dive into that Um, and backing up kind of like where did you come from? Because I feel like, you know, like the the name rightly I didn't meet you. I think until we squatted up. It's one of those matches this year. Area five, five. Last year? Yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah. So it's been a minute, yeah, and then a I haven't seen you since. Mm-hmm. Well, on the squad since, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Um, yeah. Uh, born and raised in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Kind of just shooting things off logs all of my life. Just kind of backwoods. I mean piece of trash shooting cans off logs stuff like that. And uh so I've always always been around firearms. They, they were kind of just always there in the house. But uh got my first pistol when I was maybe well I put money up for my first pistol when I was like 15, 14. Yeah. Uh, Sig 229 cuz I was watching NCIS and I was like man, I want I want the Sig. Like I, I gotta have that gun because it was just a cool gun. Uh, got that gun in forty because why not? Why not? Cause I didn't. I don't want a small nine millimeter. But I didn't want a huge forty-five. I wanted, like the best of both worlds. Um, turned, I think turned eighteen. Started carrying not that gun. I got a shield, uh, Smith and Wesson shield. Uh, well, it was my first carry started gun? Started carrying that. Okay. Was it? Yeah. Oh. It was a good little carry gun. Yeah. Um, it was in a Uncle Mike's uh, soft holster. <laughs> So I was, that. I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> heck yeah um but i was i was ready to defend for sure but uh one of the stipulations was that because you have to be 21 to buy a pistol in alabama but yeah. you could be 18 to carry one and so my parents bought the pistol with my money or it was a christmas present i think mm-hmm. um but they were like hey you can you can start carrying but like really start like training with it practicing with it do watch your videos on it go take a class if you have to And so that kind of just started me on that path of like defensive mindset, doing that. And it wasn't until maybe a year or two later um, of like watching every YouTube video imaginable on guns, on shooting, anything like that. I was like, I started seeing these competition videos of guys like running around shooting full speed with pistols. And I was like, that loads heck of a lot of fun. Like, where do I sign up for that? Um, And didn't know anything about the class system. At that time, I think I switched over to a Glock 19 with an RMR on it. So I had red dots. Um, I never really honestly learned iron sights. I've kind of just always been a red dot shooter. But uh, first match was July of 2019. It was with my grandfather's borrowed Glock 17 Gen 2. um, I have a Gen 2. There's too much
0: common right now. That's my Glock 17 is a Gen 2. It's
1: weird. Oh gosh, that's funny. It was a great shooting gun uh, with a. I think it was a Serpa Blackhawk Serpa holster and then s Kiwi double pistol mag with That's the solid. back pocket for the spare. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that was my first match. And uh, I had emailed the match director before then. And he was like, hey, I really want you to like just come watch a match first and not shoot it. And I was like, man, I really I really don't want to do that. Like, I want to go shoot my first match. And so my wife ended up coming with me and go to the registration table. And I'm like, hey, I'm the guy who's been emailing you, and he's like, man, I really just want you to just watch this first one. And he's like, well, like, do you, do, can you shoot? Like, do you know firearms? And my wife, completely silent, is standing behind me, and she just goes, <laughs> yes, yes, he can. And he just goes, okay, you can shoot. And so, shot the match in production. I was like middle bottom, probably like real, real low, but I was hooked. Like that was that was it. I had to I had to play this game. Shot maybe. Three, four matches in production and i was like let's switch to this this dot thing um first carry optics match january of 2022 won my local match first match of carry optics of completely blown away that i had won it and so i was like well dang um it took me about six months to get classified um hopped in as a b like july 2020 i think um right when all the the covid stuff was ramping up hard yep and uh then from there it was nine months to GM from first classification wow. to GM was nine months. Um, but I mean, during that it was dry fire central. Um, it was lots of what well, hour, hour, hour and a half of dry fire, just about every day. Um, wow. Just sitting in bed watching TVs and I'm, I'm like shooting a target on the wall, just practicing trigger press, just smooth trigger press, smooth trigger press, Sights trigger. Um, and, uh, but yeah, just lots, lots and lots of dry fire in like an 11 by 12 room. So there really isn't much moving. It was literally just like, go to this position, shoot a little bit, go to this position, shoot a little bit. And uh, but yeah, just oh my just kind of that happened.
0: Your wife has been so supportive too. I know she comes to matches, she takes photos, videos and all of that. So she's been like yeah, super definitely. patient through this whole entire process too. And like supportive of, I mean, obviously everything you're doing. Oh my gosh, yes yeah definitely, not definitely. she would have been
1: more than amazing no definitely not um i mean this isn't a cheap game either so we've had to use our own funds for it for everything um but she's been very very supportive in it and uh she is a photographer kind of getting into that business so it's kind of nice to have my own little personal it videographer and photographer and things. so i'm like hey dude, let's go take some uh some profile pics i want to update the profile <laughs> or, hey can you come can you come uh, come this match with me and videotape for me yep. so she's been she's been great
0: that's awesome sure. Okay, so I want to go totally backtrack on everything that you were talking about. Um, the concealed carry world is interesting, too, in Alabama. I remember going there um, and being like, hold on, you can't buy a gun, but you can carry a gun. Like, <laughs> how does that work out
1: And you can't buy ammo either. You yeah. can't buy ammo until you're 21.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a super weird state, so congrats for living there. Um <laughs> but as far as your local community too, like one thing that you said that you're, you're starting out and be, but you're already winning your local match. You know, now do you have people that are better than you that pushes you locally, or do you have to travel to kind of get somebody else that's better than you to compete against?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, so carry optics, I'm, I'm normally winning every match. Um, The last match I didn't win locally was when I hurt my support hand and shot the whole match one hand only.
0: Okay, um, basically. And I came
1: like in <laughs> I came like fourth in that one, I think. But uh ever since since then I had normally been winning most of my local matches. But people who have been pushing me are the open shooters. Where yeah. I'm actually there's two GM open shooters. Um Mike Huang Huang. I don't know how to say his name. We'll just call him Mike Hogg, and uh, Ethan Howell. Uh <laughs> those guys uh they shoot open they're super super fast and so like i came up like from the very beginning like watching those guys
2: mm-hmm. and
1: just like slapping and running that open gun and so I was, like really trying to been like emulating them with my carry optics gun yeah. um and uh, i mean they, they most of the time always beat me well they always do beat me i think i've only beaten them maybe once a piece maybe when they had like an awful day but i'm i'm trying to like if i can if I can beat them with my CO gun, I know I can do well against others who are GMs and like national champions with carry optics guns.
0: Yeah. for and sure. And so
1: for that aspect, yes, there's competition, but I have to kind of go to a different division to see it.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, you need to level up, you know, and, and going back, and I know we're talking about this offline, you never took a class. So don't do it. Brantley did guys. Um, go take a class for sure. <laughs> Whether it's for your yes. permit, your gun, whatever. Uh, do you think that you did it the harder way without getting instruction or would you do it all over again the same way that you did on your own
1: um i think i would do it the same way if i had to do it okay um because i was like a hundred percent a student of the game i would be like i think one month i paid for the the max michael subscription and literally watched like the past like three years of videos in a month and like just just and consuming knowledge on it, I would go watch JJ. I would go stalk his Instagram. I would go see, oh, is he talking about transitions? Is he talking about three-step movements? Is he talking about bump transitions? And then I would go watch Travis Tomasi on his reloads or something like that, and be like, oh, let's Mason Lane finding a hundred drill, Ben Stager on uh, sight discipline eye, eye movement. Like I would go to each one of these instructors, so like I wasn't, I wasn't not taught by anybody. I was just taught in different ways, and that's the the beauty of the internet nowadays with YouTube and Instagram. All these videos are mostly free. Um, some people have like, subscription services. I think I actually went in halfway with uh, with Mike and did like the Christian Seiler uh, breakdown videos, and so like watched like four videos of his on that. Nice. Um, but I don't. I think there is some things like I do lack because I didn't have uh, formal training. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some things where I was able to like learn how to self diagnose. Yeah. If you always have an instructor saying, "Hey, get better at this." Well, then you can't really, you always have to go back to an instructor to learn that process. But if you can kind of self-diagnose yourself, you can kind of get better in stages. And then once you hit your plateau, you go see an instructor. And then you're like, oh, this is all this world I didn't even know about, why you've already mastered a lot of other things.
0: Yeah, I think... Well, I know this. Learning the dot um is a lot more challenging for me. But I think the dot is the best training tool out there because you can't see your sight step on an iron sight. You can, but like you're not most new shooters are not aware of that. Like that red dot tells you instantly, oh, it went left, went right, went down, went up. <laughs> um Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that helps. Do you do you occlude your dot? Do you cover it up?
1: I have I've dry fired that and I've live fired it a couple of times, but I can't I can't say that I've actually want to shoot it in a match Um, (laughs) i guess i just i just like looking through the dot um but uh i have i've missed around with it let's say but i'm not like it the only way to shoot is not occluded i think some people are like though you only shoot occluded i think you can i think you train with it but i mean at the end of the day i want to see as much stuff as i can so why not just because i think occluded the dot is only for in my opinion for training uh target focus focus yeah um now you can make the argument of like hey if the sun's directly in your face cover up the dot right I and mean, that's a that's a that's a smart decision but i don't think that's a kind of like a, a one-off thing like let's practice that and then do it don't just yeah. be like i'm covering up the dot today at nationals on the, like the last stage where the sun's in your face let's give it a try and you drop like five mics and you're like oh gosh i should have practiced that
0: yeah i i actually know morgan um on her last stage that was the the case that she didn't cover it or anything like that but she saw two dots and hit the no shoot one called the bottom one and that is so Uh, painful yeah
1: yeah i Um, was talking to her dad about that and i was like that for the comes down to the last stage though like you really like yeah you you, you're gonna be mad but honestly like you look back and you fought like because she was coming up like she was seven points ahead going to the last stage and i mean that's that's pretty crazy for sure for how young she is and how much how well she can shoot i mean that girl's Oh, oh yeah.
0: Sure. She's already legendary. Yeah. she's beast be smelled for sure. Her dad is awesome. Um, sure. I felt bad for her on that one, but like the, what, well, like you said, going back like to training with the dot, um, whether it's covered or not, it's target focus, for target focus versus sight focus. So how much are you a hundred percent target focused or when are you actually finding the dot to, to hit certain distances or what?
1: Oh, it's a hundred percent target focused. Okay. Um, I, I try not to, I try not to focus on the dot. I kind of just want to like See it as like a peripheral movement, yeah. And when it's in the acceptable range, I'm slapping the trigger. Um, i I really hate bullseye shooting, and so that's the only time where I'm like, like trying to control the dot to be like exactly where I am. Yeah. But other than that, like if it's in my acceptable range, I'm I'm slapping and going.
0: What's your acceptable but, uh, range?
1: Uh, so it depends on the distance. So if I'm shooting like a headbox target, I want
2: like I don't know headboxes maybe like eighty percent alphas.
1: Okay. Um, like in a, a normal like chest size full open target and I want like 90% alphas okay. and that's in practice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So going back to all of that dry fire, good Lord. Okay. So I want to know, <laughs> I want to know like what training aids you need, you used, what like target sizes did you put up on the wall? What did those drills look like for people that are listening? Like and really want to get better? Like, what did you do? What did that look like?
1: So you don't have to buy anything, honestly. Like, go get get your gun, get the holster you use, and that's it. Um, go go to Walmart and go ask them for all their old cardboard and literally go and cut yourself out in your own targets. That's what I did for years. Like, uh, And that's kind of funny because – so real quick snippet is I have been shooting for three years, and I have yet to purchase a single target. I actually just bought – uh dry fire targets last week um but for the first really? two years i actually like
0: <laughs> do you know how many people are listening to this and hate you right now for the carry optics nationals and i've never bought a dry fire target practice
1: <laughs> no no let me i think i have let me see if i can find one of my old ones okay. i think it's here well,
0: the ingenuity guys gm all you need is some cardboard yeah. for Walmart. So this
1: is this is the the quarter scale, one fourth scale target that I drive fired with for years, and as you can see, there's a little dot in the center to kind of yeah. grab my eyes, and a dot in the head box. And I had like a dozen of these, and I would put like a tux on it, or a slasher, or a no shooter or so on and so forth. And that's what I drive fired with for forever. Um, yeah. Just, uh, and I think they're, like they're quarter size, they're one fourth scale, and just drive fired with those. But uh, it is kind of handy. Pink. So, like starting out dry fire, I got Steve Anderson's uh, dry fire mastery book and started working on that on like part times. Mm-hmm. But then once I kind of figured, hey, I'm in the ballpark of part times, I kind of let part times disappear. Okay. Um, I really felt like I was kind of rushing myself too much for it, <clears throat> and was like, hey, let's just let's just focus on like being efficient and smooth, yeah. and then confirming times fly fire. Um, and I seemed to like my my part times would go down. From that aspect, because I wasn't just rushing shots, and I wouldn't have as many uh, missed shots and stuff like that. But uh, I would say honestly, like you can you can buy dry fire targets 100. percent. Like those are they're fancy and they're handy for sure, but you don't have to have it. You yeah. can cut you out your own target, um, but uh, you don't need dry fire mags. I still use my normal mags. Um, now I use my practice both. mags, yeah. and I kind of I made some dummy rounds with uh, with no primers. No primers, but big bullet, just so I want the weight of the magazine. I think that's important to have a, a fully weighted magazine for your reloads. Yep. Um, but uh, your holster, I mean, you don't need too much fancy stuff, honestly. Um, you can get away with not having a, a buzzer, um, but a buzzer is helpful for sure just to have that stimulus of, hey, if I hear this buzzer, it's kind of like the the wake-up call. It's like, okay, let's let's rock and roll kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you just need diligent, diligent honest, dry fire for sure if like you can call shots in dry fire then you're doing good because a lot of people like they'll they'll still dry fire honestly and they're like oh yeah it's 100 percent. that's two alpha shots in reality they have no clue where that second shot went and I mean, even at the dry fire you still have to be accountable to yourself yeah because um, if you're not if you're not training diligently you're not really helping yourself in the long run you're kind of just hurting yourself and building training scars
0: yeah. And then are have you ever used like one of the laser systems like the Mantis or whatever or thought about using that to see, No, Okay, just curious.
1: I have thought about it. It, yeah. it like it looks really, really cool. Like it looks like that. a fun toy. Um toy. but uh, <laughs> uh Yeah, I wouldn't say I I don't think I would use it for like my actual training, but if I had like sure. a simulator or like something like that, I think that would be that would be worth
0: it. Yeah. So how did you work on, cause this is my weakness. How'd you work on swingers and the activator sequences and like all of that stuff? Like, are you trapping, tra- trapping, tracking all the different things that you can do? What you don't know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> so
0: you're naturally uh, gifted. My, my home range, like.
1: <laughs> uh, Something like that. Sure. Uh, but uh, my home range is literally like a piece of dirt, a couple hundred yards behind my house um, okay. at a hunting club. Mm-hmm. and so i don't have access to swingers unless i buy it or make it yeah. so the only swingers or activators that i get are actually at my local matches or if i go up there and shoot with some of my friends they'll have some swingers but uh it was kind of just learn on the go um yeah. just kind of dependent on what it is honestly
0: yeah uh the other thing that a lot of people a lot of shooters struggle with and travis mentioned this on the podcast with me is grip like he wishes he could correct a lot of people's grips um and like I'm learning more about how to relax the strong hand and put all the grip yes. in support hand. So can you mm-hmm. explain the fundamentals of building a grip, when to build a grip? Like when you're transitioning targets, are you breaking a grip? Or are you just moving the gun? Like what's in your head?
1: Um, so an explanation of grip, the best way I've ever heard it was actually uh, Tim Heron on a podcast. Um, and he was like, "Have everybody hopefully has swung a sledgehammer at some point in their life. A sledgehammer or a maul or an axe and when you do that you grip that handle with as much force as you can you know and it's not a very precise motion and you're swinging down with full force but you have full grip versus if you go and hang a picture frame you have a smaller handle hammer in your hand you're not swinging that thing with full force and you're not gripping it with full force either and that kind of same concept applies is your left hand wants to be that sledgehammer grip where you're literally squeezing as hard as you possibly can until you're shaking and then Tim says, don't back off at that point, keep it there. But that right hand is literally just that finesse and that just barely, barely a uh, support hand or barely pressure, you know, because um, you can't, you can't pull triggers and have grip a hundred percent of either, you know, you yeah. can either do 50, 50 or 70, 20 or whatever that ratio is in your head, but you have, to, you have to be able to relax your hand enough where you can still manipulate trigger without inducing uh flinching or,
0: Trigger freeze, uh, Sympathetic nervous but,
1: systems. Yeah, yeah, trigger freeze. Basically, yes, definitely.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Um, and that's a that's a big thing because uh, um, a lot of people are like, um, I'm strong hand or I'm right handed or whatever hand you are, but like I'm, they're not used to doing things with their non dominant hand. You yes. know. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it's on the gun, but is it really doing something on the gun, or is it just kind of there for show? Because that's how my hand was for lots of for a very long time. Like just now, recently, within the past maybe year. I've really focused on like crunching down with that left hand and like really getting like that vice grip on it. Um, And I've definitely can, can tell like a difference in recoil management. Um, Oh yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely been a struggle I think, but uh, you got to practice with it. Um, A lot of that comes down to dry fire too. Yeah. If people are like uh, weak with their grip and dry fire, that's going to translate immediately to their live fire. Mm -hmm. So unless you're kind of thinking in the back of your head while you're dry firing, Hey, make sure I have a strong grip, that would be conducive to live firing during your dry fire. When you go to live fire, you're going to have a, a noodle grip, you know? So that's where that, that honesty comes into it.
0: Yeah. And are, did you use any of the grip strength, like tools that are out there to do that? Or just Bradley yes. just kind of winged it. Okay. You actually used something. No,
1: but, <laughs> but I did the cheap version now.
0: What's the cheap I went version? to
1: Amazon and I got like the $12 little grip strength or thing of Bob's Mm -hmm. And uh, cranked those out for a while, for like a solid year. And uh, definitely could tell a difference in my grip strength after that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, um, people watching is different. Like, I learned that these muscles play into your grip. And that, like, when I took Mason Lane's class, I was like, okay. So it took me until this year to realize how much I wasn't gripping. Because this is my fault. I went to a 2011 for so long. Where 2011, like, shoots for you, right? And then you go back to plastic, and you're like, oh. All the fundamentals show what you're doing wrong when you go to a polymer.
1: Yep, 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 Definitely.
0: So that was fun. Um, I was going to ask you about your draw. Now, I, I know a lot of you guys at the top do a scoop draw. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. at the top also that do that that say, don't do that and don't learn that. <laughs> so what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I'm a bigger proponent in consistency. Um, you look at like some of like, the best scoop drawers out there, uh mason lane matthew hempel um those are the two that just come off the head come to the top of the head um great scoop drawers i mean, they can get like 0.6s 0.7s easy you know yep. but you still like they're not consistent 100 of the time like they're still going to have those mess ups and still get bumped to that 1.2 whenever they they mess up you know and so i'm, I'm like well if my draw is 0. 0.8 0. 0.9 sub second right there at that second mark I'm okay with that as long as it's consistent and repeatable each time. Right. Um, I would much rather try to find that two three tenths of a second during the stage instead of having the pressure that has to be at the beginning of the stage. You know. Yep. Um, so I, I, I really think end. that like.
0: Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'll go
1: ahead first. Uh, I like, I really, um, I'm a big proponent in like starting off a stage smooth will lead to a good stage. Like if you have a if you out of the draw or out of the holster have a crap draw. Yep. Like You're already in your head. You're saying, man, this is going to be an awful stage. Versus if you let those first two shots rip and you're like, ooh, that felt good. This is going to be a good stage. Like you just shoot the stage a lot better. And it's like that that mental aspect of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, Trace is another one that does scoop draw. I've taken Mason's class with him and I shoot with him and his brother a lot. What I learned, which I feel so stupid for, like you said, is that like he asked me uh, a question because we started outside of shooting area. You step in, there's two sets of stackers right in front of you but there's two open Mm -hmm. targets to your left and right. And it's a mirror stage. So he was uh, telling me like, what's, what's my draw time. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know, because obviously I don't shoot pistol very often. So it's like, okay, even if it's a second, second half, he's like, then why would you stand there, rush the draw and you're trying to go to the target straight in front of you or you can draw and start moving towards that far left side. So you're not wasting time because it's going to take you that long Mm -hmm. anyways. Boom. So that kind of soaking up that draw time. Yeah. And I watch everyone else do yeah. it the other way, except for Trace, Brennan, me. And it made so much more sense to me of like why I would do that. So little stuff like that, I know it sounds, well, you know, little stuff like that adds up mm-hmm. to be better. Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. There's it, a big thing, like just knowing like rough times for things like you kind of, how, how fast can you split a seven yard open target, you know, stationary? How fast can you split a, a 25 yard open target? Um, what's your draw speed what's your reload time just kind of rough numbers i don't need the the hundred thousandth of the or hundredth second you know kind of things but it's like okay well if i'm if i have a 0.8 draw and i gotta move two steps is it better to move two steps while i'm drawing or is it better to reload or so, stuff like that you know just yeah. kind of so you can build a good stage plan in your head
0: yeah 100 percent for sure um That's interesting. I haven't asked you this. Not that it matters, because I don't think guns and gear matter, especially because Nils just continues to tell us that it doesn't matter. Um (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, you're like, yep. Uh what what gun, what optic do you run? And like what are some of the things that you modify to your to your gun to make it, you know, maybe tuned up a little bit better for you?
1: Um, so I started out shooting Glocks. Mm -hmm. Started out with Glock 19, went to a Glock 34, and settled on a CZ Shadow 2. That is like the bread and butter for me right now at the point, but uh, shadow two is a Cajun and no, it's custom CZ custom cut with their plate optics. It's not the optic ready version. Um, it's the CZ custom plate system, but uh, run an SRO on that. I've just always loved the SROs. They've just been always, they've always been good to me for me. I haven't had any problems. I like the two and a half MOA. Um, I like the smaller, more refined of a dot. Um, lock grips. Uh I bought it, I bought the gun used and it came with them um, like full uh palm swell bogies. now I was like, man, I can I can't get really a grip on this darn gun. So like, I had to go to the thin bogies, but I love the hard aggressive texture mm-hmm. on it. Um I think I did the the full Cajun Gunworks Pro package in it. Um I do wish that I actually sent the gun to them for them to install it. Um that would be my only gripe, but I installed it myself and it took me maybe like a two-month period of working out the hiccups and the kinks in it to actually for it to start running well but uh cool other than that i run a 12 pound uh cc custom uh hammer spring in it um the 11 and a half pound cajun gun works a little bit too light for me okay i have a couple on ccis i have a misfire or a light strike every so often gotcha um but uh other than that it's been pretty pretty straightforward
0: that's awesome. Um, I was watching the Pan American videos. I don't know if you watch any of those where they're having to like dip their hands completely into that water gosh. and then grip the gun. And I like wanted to cry if you didn't have an aggressive textured grip.
1: Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, a lot of guys use like pro grip yeah. or some type of paste. Um, and I just use chalk. Like I straight yeah. up use like, just like gym chalk, like the yep. bar that you get. And I just put a little Ziploc bag, but I was like, man, that would, that would throw up my entire game right there. Like That would be awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but everyone had to do the same challenge, but I was thinking about that. Yeah. And it, it, again, it's funny, because I have been focused on PCC a little bit, but I love pistols, so this weekend was just so different. Uh, I I really understood why people are using chalk and stuff, so I have my own grip stuff, but I cannot yeah. hang on to that sucker, especially with like no texture really on the, the rival with the carry optics mm. gun. Yeah, so I have to have it.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, because in a polymer or like a metal frame gun, like you're going to have like the oils on your skin kind of get on that and just kind of make it slick. Or if you didn't wipe it down enough, um, yeah. or some guys just run their gun super, super wet. Um, <laughs> you're going to have that kind of leak into your hands, you know, and just kind of not feel as good. You know, you kind of want it to be like really stuck to your palms oh, yeah. and not like move around at all.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm diving into reloading. we got to talk about reloading. What is Brantley <clears throat> magic recipe for your loads? What power factor are you shooting and all that jazz?
1: Dun, dun, dun. um so i run a a rubin reloading uh 124 grain bullet um, with range pickup brass from i buy off the internet versus i go pick it up from my own range um uh i run tight group like 3.77 wow. 7 grains of tight group oh yeah oh my i started God. out with tight group and i just have never left it um all. Okay, everybody else is on to newer and greener pastures and i'm just like it it works for it me works. so why not yep. yep. heck yeah um <laughs> i know it's one of the more temperature sensitive ones so actually i like if i chrono ammo i'll actually stick it in a cooler with like some frozen water bottles take it to the range and shoot it cold and if it's good speeds cold i know it's going to be good speeds hot yeah and so that's kind of how i kind of justify it to myself but uh, uh for primers Any kind of primers I can get my hands on for practices. Um, But for match primers, I use Federals um, because they're a little bit softer. And I have never – I can't remember ever having a light strike with Federals. Um, But CCIs, uh, the Bosnians, um, I've I've had a couple light strikes with those. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Okay.
0: What power factor are you shooting?
1: Uh, 130.
0: Oh, you're, like, right there on the the cusp of the small window. Okay.
1: (laughs) I've never – i've never gone below 129 on a chrono stage okay um but fun fact last nationals they uh i don't know how but they messed up my bullet weight and for some reason thought i was shooting like a 180 grain bullet and had like seeming like a 200 something power factor and i was like and that didn't like question somebody's head like they didn't think hey is this guy really doing that like no they're like yeah that's 100 percent like he's totally shooting that out of a uh, shadow so come on
0: now. What? So that's in practice score somewhere of your chronos 200.
1: Yeah. At oh. uh, the 2021 uh, nationals, I am the first place of chrono.
0: <laughs> and it's not true. That's great. It's great. We won't, talk, we won't <laughs> go too far into that. So, um, okay. So last year nationals, what place did you get last year in
1: 2021?
0: Uh, ninth. Okay. So you're shooting super squat. You shot super squad this year.
2: Yes. Yep.
1: Okay. First time doing that. That was a lot of fun.
0: I was going to ask you. What was it? First of all, like preparing mentally in your head. Like, what were you thinking about it? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Did you know what to expect to be on Super Squad? And then, how did that play out for the whole match?
1: Um, so this will be first time shooting Super Squad, but not first time shooting with a Super Squad member. Um, right. Thankfully, I was actually able to squad with a uh, JJ for Area Six this year, um, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, I kind of had to go into the mindset of like, Hey, cause I've like, I've, I've watched videos on all these guys, mm-hmm. like almost to the point where I might've watched more videos than they've watched of themselves. Like to the <laughs> point where like, I'm like, detailing everything that they're doing, but that was all in the past. Like when you, when I wanted to come into it as, Hey, like I did, I have done all this training and hard work for it. Mm-hmm. I can't learn anything else from them from this point on. So like, I have to literally go in and shoot this match at, my own skill level, my own pace, and not worry one darn thing. Like JJ or Max goes burn down the stage, like that's awesome for them. But I can't be trying to push my speed to match them, you know? Because yeah. I've I've made it to the super squad, I'm doing something right. I don't know I don't know what I'm doing right, but I'm doing something right, you know?
0: Hitting alphas, and so like,
1: I can go and watch. <laughs> nah, more like I'm just fast. I don't shoot alphas, <laughs> but uh, um, I can go and watch their videos later. But right now, it's literally just my game, shoot my my speed, my accuracy um and not try to worry too much of them and thankfully I was able to shoot with a buddy uh Garen Singleton was on oh, it with me he okay. actually got eighth place heck yeah he got eighth place last year um and so he shot uh Super Squad with me and so he sh- he sh- had shot Super Squad years past and so I kind of asked him the same kind of concepts hey like what's what's a good game plan to go in for and he kind of said the same things so okay. I'm kind of happy I was kind of on the right track of it
0: yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so like the, these guys that you've been watching videos and all of that. Like, when was the first time that you met some of these, like I would say, role models, heroes of yours in person? And were you freaking out, excited? Were you fanboy? Uh, <laughs> so
1: my very very first nationals was like, I think seven months after I shot carry optics. Like I was like, I didn't think I thought carry out or nationals. Everybody shot nationals. I didn't realize. How little people actually shot nationals, and so like my first year shooting, I was like, "Let's go do this thing called nationals." Drove down to Frostproof, shot nationals, did like 28th, I think, first time. One B class, beat everybody in A class, and and then like got halfway through M class, but that was a lot of fun. But like walking the stages one morning, Max like just starts walking past me and starts dry firing the stage, and like I like stopped like in my tracks and just like stared at him. (laughs) I was like, "Holy crap!" Like that's Max Michael. Like I am in his presence. but I mean, he didn't say anything to me. I didn't say anything to him. You're um, very quiet but it was, on the it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On you know, um, uh, major matches, I'll I'll try to be a little bit more serious. But uh, on locals, I'll I'll goof around and hang out with the best of them. Yeah. But uh, that was kind of the first like time I've ever like interacted with a a high level shooter. And then uh, that was about it until I shot with JJ okay. this year, um, and uh, he was a ball of laughs. <laughs> I mean, he, I don't think he can take anything seriously. The that, mm-hmm. that guy's just fun. Everybody loves him. Um, but uh, it was – and everybody on the super squad was – by the end of the third day, like, we were all talking with each other, mm-hmm. cutting up and uh, doing stage plans. Uh, did a lot of stage planning with Vlieger. Yeah. Mason Lane, Isaac Lockwood, all those guys. Um, and everybody else in the squad is uh, great guys for sure.
0: That is really cool. Um, was it interesting to kind of see, like, who – like, when someone – they're your competition, right? So when they shoot the stage, like you kind of know where you're stand or where you need to beat or, you know, what they did wrong or whatever. Is it almost like, I don't know, do you still shoot your game? Is there pressure there to perform or nothing like that?
1: Um, so like you definitely always still shoot your game because yeah. I think, I think it was Mason who said it. it was like, if you go up to a stage and you're like, man, I, I have to really blow the socks off this stage. And then you go back and you're like, well, why weren't you blowing the socks off every stage beforehand? Like, have you been holding back on yourself? Like, why aren't you shooting to your potential? Um, So I really just wanted to go in and shoot. um, My goal was to shoot 90 percent of my ability. Um, I understood I was going to have some penalties, some deltas, some mics, something like that. But I just wanted to shoot 90 percent, 90 percent times 19 stages was going to put me out well. Um, but, But yeah.
0: Okay. Very cool. All right. So we've got super spot two years in a row. we are got 4th we We've talked about the dream of third and win the whole dang thing, but past that and beyond that, have you looked at Ipsic or representing USA at world shoot? Like what is your big, big dreams in the shooting sports?
1: Big, big dreams. So I'm, I'm still kind of fresh into the sport. Um, mm-hmm. I only dove into USPSA. I haven't really even kind of brushed the surface or even, I still don't even know what rules IPSC like do it does like when it comes to guns and start positions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely like to to branch out and try some different disciplines. Um, shoot a little bit, and play around in some two gun stuff. I'm not a, I don't have a shotgun, but I have a rifle, so I don't mind shooting some two gun. Oh, but uh, for every
0: three gunner listening, you just messed up because we have shotguns and we will make you go shoot three gun. <sighs> yep, <Dang laughs> like I'm looking at two in the safe right Dang
1: now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would I would love to. I love to go shoot a world shoot. That would be like a a huge huge thing just to say you even shot it. Um, yeah. would be amazing. But I uh, definitely would like to try some epics. Maybe try some IDFPA just for just to say I've done it, not for sure. the actual just just for fun. Uh, yeah. do a little bit of steel challenge, maybe just to work on some transitions. But uh, just try kind of just broaden broaden some stuff around. Just mess around with them stuff and uh see what different things are.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know uh, people coming from from Steel Challenge that do really well. Like if we look at Grant Kunkel or uh, Chris Barrett, you know, mm-hmm. like they've mastered eye speed transitions, calling a shot. It's like Gosh, all of yes. that. Right. And it's like now the movement is very, very hard uh, mm-hmm. and they're learning all that. But it's really it's incredible to see how different sports can help you in different other sports.
2: Definitely. They definitely. Are. Definitely.
0: Well, I hope you get to World Shoot one day. That's really neat. Um, question you. for you as you're telling, or did you tell people like, Hey, I'm going to go into nationals. I'm going to get top five. I'm going to do this. Like, are you speaking these goals out loud? And are there any like naysayers or, that like do, or don't, you know, believe in you?
1: Um, when it comes to naysayers, nobody has ever told me I couldn't do something. Okay. Um, But I'm not very vocal with others who are not in my immediate circle. Yeah. So I'm, I told, probably less than a handful of people that I wanted to get top five. Um, And I probably told half of those people only after I got fourth that I wanted top five. Um, I actually wrote it. So I read, I think it was Laney Basham's book like the beginning of this year. And he was like, Hey, write, write you a post-it note, read it every day. So on and so forth. And so I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's put the, put the money where the mouth is and I'll do it. And I wrote me a post-it note (laughs) and I actually have a piece of masking tape above me on my reload bench. And it says literally I'm, I am one of the top five character shooters in this country. And I would, every time I would come in dry fire, I would read that to myself over and over and over again. And then the other two points I would make to myself to kind of improve, but uh, you definitely have to have the confidence to go into it. You, you, you need confidence, but not cockiness.
2: Yeah, I hate
1: people strutting on the range thinking they know everything and they're going to be the best shooter in the world. Um, but you, you have to kind of be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. You know, yeah. and just kind of be like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with doing that. I'm able to do that and then go out and do it. Um, but, uh, told maybe me and my wife, maybe some family members and like one or two other training partners that I wanted fifth. But uh, other than that, I was just like, let's, let's just see how it turns out.
0: That's awesome though. I mean, it is important, I think, to share, even if it's with one person, because it almost keeps you accountable. And it's like, Oh, I definitely. said it out loud. Somebody knows now I have to go do it.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. No, I think writing it down also. So like you can see it yourself and like, constantly reminding yourself yes. of it. Um, something about writing it down, like you can, it just puts it out into the world. Speaking it uh, puts it out into the world. And it, it's, a, it's a very real thing for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. I have um a, like, I think I'm 16 years old and it's in different colors, but I had like get a master's degree, scratched off, go to the U.S. Open of Surfing, scratched off, go to SHOT Show. That was all my dreams since I was like, I don't know, 21 or two, like, and I did it. It took me forever. It's pretty good. But yeah, it's like writing it down. It was it was the top five things where they're they're not small goals. Um, but when you write it down, yeah, like you said, there's something there with that.
1: Mm-hmm. It makes you. Do I it. like getting putting goals that are like on the edge of possible. Right. I mean, like because you, you don't want to get a goal that you're always going to reach. You know? Because yeah. then are you yep. really challenging yourself? Like you want a goal where it's like on your edge of a capability. So you every time you go to the range and practice, you know, I have to put in everything I can to match this goal, you know, you don't, you can't just sit back and be like, Oh, if I practice a little bit, I'll get my goal. Like, no, you want to be like putting everything, every blood, sweat and tear into it to get to your goal.
0: Yeah. hundred percent for sure. Um, after, after nationals this year, especially like, are you starting to see like your uptick in followers on Instagram? Are you seeing like more people DMing you and asking you about like training? Like, I want to know what, what's changed for you (laughs) now that you're fourth in the country.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. To all the above. Um, most definitely. Uh, I think, I mean, I've got a, a few hundred followers after every nationals, um, <laughs> but I've jumped up maybe, maybe four, four or 500 followers yeah. just since, uh, nationals. Um, and I think you that need is to change your bio, by to the way, with,
0: you need to change your bio to fourth in the country or fourth CO shooter.
1: <laughs> when, when I win nationals, I will, I will put that in my bio.
0: Okay. Oh, keep going. So you're saying, um, yeah, like the, the uptick in followers. I mean, that is a big thing. That's credible.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, And I mean, before then I was already messaging uh, maybe less than a handful of guys just here and there, they would ask me a question or something like that. Or I'd say, Hey man, that was really, really good or something. So just kind of keep like keep in touch with people. Cause I mean, I want to be personable. Like I want to be approachable and like, I definitely could see that whenever I got to the range for Nats yeah. this year, like tons of people would come up and talk to me. And I like, I loved it. Like I love talking to whoever would love to talk to me. Like I want to talk to you for sure. And people would pick my brain about certain things, about stages. I would think on one of the days, like I stayed late and would walk stages and like several people were hey, Brantley, hey, what do you think about this stage? What do you think about that stage? And I'd tell them my game plan. Like I have, I don't have any problem like telling people what I'm going to do, how I'm going to shoot a stage. Because if you shoot, if you shoot my stage plan and beat me, you deserve it, hundred yeah. percent. Like there ain't no skin off my back. You just shot better than me, plain as day. Like I'm not yeah. not a problem with that at all. Um, so like I want I want people to I want people to achieve their best they can do,
2: yep. and then whoever's
1: the best at the end of the day is the best,
0: hundred percent, and however
1: that falls. But uh, lots of more people now have messaged me and done the same thing, and asking, hey, what do you think about this or what do you think about that or hey, great job. I'm also I'm struggling with this aspect. What do you think? Or how? Hey, have you? How did you dry fire starting out? And so I love answering as many questions as I can for sure.
0: <laughs> okay, so now <laughs> where you're at. um, Two things actually. I wanted to talk about your introvertness because you are introverted. I yes. think, yeah yeah. You're learning. I know. I'm
1: very much so introverted.
0: Yes, and I think that you come out of your shell. I think even now, like I get a totally not totally different side of Brantley, but way more open, approachable, and, and. Introvert, you have to now be an extrovert when you're at the top and you've got people asking you questions and you're excited okay. to talk, but you're having to learn a whole new world. Welcome to extrovertedness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, th- the questions that you get, um, is it inspiring you to think about doing the classes finally, becoming an instructor? Like, What does that process look, look like for you?
1: Yes, it is very much so inspiring to, to start putting out quality information i'm not to the point where i think i can start doing open enrollment classes for sure but i do think i can switch from only posting match videos to maybe start pract- putting out so a little bit more practice videos and a little bit more explanation of why i do the things that i do how i've learned it how it helps me um and so on and so forth um and uh, just kind of explaining how i got here and also doing that for myself like i need to sit back and be like okay how how do I draw a pistol? Like, what are the finer points of it? How do I do a reload? How do I make a stage plan and so on and so forth? Because like a lot of things, I think people like just, they just do, you know, there's no thought process behind it. Once you've mastered the skill, you forget about it. But like a good instructor really can detailed, expl- explain detailed how he does each step, why he does it, the way he does it, why he doesn't do it some other ways and why he does do it this way. Yep. And so I want to build up that muscle, honestly. Um, to the point where I can teach maybe some private classes for a little bit and then teach open enrollment classes eventually. Um, that would be the ultimate goal for sure.
0: No, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a different kind of person to instruct to get concepts a, across for sure. Um, and the, way, mm-hmm. the why, the how and all of that. It's interesting because again, we we're talking about like <laughs> instructing offline is you have to, you you quoted Tim Heron, like you're that stuck with you forever. So how mm-hmm. do you have those same kind of like aha moments for people in, in classes? Yeah, learning.
2: Definitely, definitely.
0: Um, I want to talk about live fire drills uh, for you. Like when you do go to the range, even making from B to GM or preparing last year for nationals, like what what, is, what are the target array setups that you do at your range and what are you working on?
1: Um, So live fire,
2: I'm trying to think. There's a, lots of
1: draw and presentation drills, I would say. I like to, most of the time I start my warmups with a full mag of literally one shot draws. Mm -hmm. So I will just take a target at like 15, 15, about 12, 15 yards. And I'll just draw one shot and I'll see that second sight picture and then I'll come off the gun. And I'll just do that and rep that out until it's smooth and efficient. And then I'll go two shots and I'll go from seven, 15, 25 yards. I'll do that. And then I'll kind of start my practice. Um, And then practice will include from. Anything to like a designated target drill. So like Ben Stager stuff. um, I'll do like a transitions drill where I'll put like a a hodgepodge of uh, 25 yard here, a seven yard here, a tux at 15, a no shoot at 12, a six inch piece of steel at 15, a six inch piece of steel at 20 yards. And I'll shoot that in different orders. I'll shoot that starting in one position, shoot half of it, run to the other position, shoot the other half. I'll do... um, Kind of anything I can just come up with in my head, make it um, leading to nationals. I do a lot of drill stuff, like so small round count, maybe sub eight, eight shots drills. And I'll do those maybe five to six times a drill and then I'll do a different drill. Okay, I don't like hammering out a drill 12 times to get it right because that's not uh, accurate with yourself. You know? yeah. You're not going to have 12 chances to shoot a stage. You're going to have one chance. Yeah. And so leading up to Nats, my last like couple practice sessions, I did that very thing. Like I would set up a maybe like a ten to twelve round stage and I would shoot it twice. That was it. And then I'd completely change up the target array, start positions, everything, and I'd shoot that twice. Um, and so on and so forth. Cause I I wanna get down to where I'm shooting it only once, but like I didn't wanna shoot something and be like, ah, that was, that was awful. Like I wanted to end it on an okay note because I was so close to nationals. I'm okay with ending on a bad note mid season, (laughs) but like during the nationals, I really wanted to get the confidence going into it also.
0: Yeah. Do you ever, uh, dry fire, the live fire drills you're about to do?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All the time. Yes, yes, Everything that I do in live fire, I have done uh, in dry fire hundreds of times (laughs) over probably. Okay.
0: Okay. Are you still doing, um, I know sometimes Mason used it in the classes. Are you still putting like dots on targets or like black pasters on certain shots and then not doing it on other targets? Um,
1: only on dry fire. Okay. On live fire, I keep my targets fully exposed. Um, I have been working in a lot more partial targets, tuxes, yeah. slashers, no shoots, but uh, in dry fire, I'll, I'll put little dots on where I want my eyes to go on each target.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um Mental game, physical game, all of these things come into play. I know for me, like I'm having to work on physical stuff. That's been great. (laughs) Sort of need to work on balance. But what are you doing in terms of like the mental toughness and like training for mental game? Or are you and then same on the physical side, like are you working on like the legs, the core, bursting with you know, moving in and out position, or what does Mm -hmm. that look like for you?
1: Um, so physical game, I have been slacking for sure. Um I have or previously I've had a very uh, physical job in the past doing like lawn care out in the summers and the heat. So like I lost like 10 pounds doing that, gained lots of muscle doing that. And then now my current job is a little bit less physical, but definitely still more than sitting at the office and the desk for sure. And so I don't, I don't, I don't prioritize like going to the gym or anything like that, but I do come from like a basketball uh uh past like i have sh- played basketball for seven years all through high school um did that so like, i am relatively quick on my feet like that is something that i have done in the past it's so, like i know i can still do that um but uh, as of like currently physical stuff not terribly much honestly just doing drills and uh practices of the, like the physical like sprint stuff like that that i do yeah. um for mental aspect um <clears throat> mental is the game. I'm like just now diving into after last nationals. I was like, okay, I really gotta, I gotta work on this mental stuff. Cause, um, I'm definitely, I used to be, I'm working on it. Um, definitely is like, I was a hundred percent shooter. Like it was like all or nothing. Like I would either get like a a 5% stage win or I would like throw two mics on a stage. Like there was no consistency, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to kind of level out that performance, um, through the mental game because i know my skills were there or around there but the mental game was kind of just fluctuating and so i really really dove into the mental game this year did the delaney basham's book um ben stager's match mentality and really tried to build the um the just the strength of the mental game coming in "Hey, hey i want consistency i don't mind if i if i don't get first on every stage that's okay i just want to be able to have a consistent performance every single time, even if it's not to the top of my performance, like I'm okay with if my hundred percent might win to get it, get a stage win, I'm okay with backing it off and getting a ninety percent stage. You know, ninety yep. percent times a lot is almost a win every time. Yep, exactly. Um, and that's like on majors, on locals. Yeah, I wanna I wanna win, but uh, but that's just cause it's fun. <laughs> on locals, I'll I'll kind of mess around some. Some uh, some matches like I'll go hard. Like, the rest of this year, these are all just fun matches. Like I just want to have fun. I'll probably shoot concealed uh, the rest of the match or the rest of the year just for the heck of it for fun. And yeah. uh, but uh, just training the the mental. I think a lot of things have to revolve around uh, self talk and confidence. Um, like if you go into a major thinking, man, like I really I really hope I do good. Like I, I'm kind of wondering how my skill set is doing. Like you're probably not going to perform as well as you think you can. Um, versus if you come into it like, hey, I've, I've put in the time, I've put in the practice, I've trained, I know I can do these little things in the drills. So, like I know I can split that target at a 14 split. I know I can split that target at a 30 split. I know I can move from this position to this position in X amount of time. And so if you can kind of break up a stage in that and gain that confidence before you ever shoot it, you know I can do that 100%. I think you are going to shoot the stage um, overall well. And then you got to have a short memory. You even if you like if you have a stage win and just like dominate, you got to be able to forget it by the time you walk onto the next bay. Yeah. Also, if you just completely bomb a stage, you have to leave it back there and move on to the next one. Every stage is a whole new match on a whole new day and you can't uh, you can't carry anything over to you.
0: A lot of us need to work on that one.
1: (laughs) I do, too, for sure. I'm still working on all these things. I haven't got anything mastered yet. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, when you're traveling too, like, are you getting the sleep that you need? Are you eating kind of the same foods that you would eat when you're home? Like all of that stuff I think really plays in and a lot of nutrition and like, uh, hydration. Like people don't talk a lot about that. And I don't know if you want to share kind of what your routine looks like.
1: Um, yeah. So like travel matches, I like to get like a good solid eight hours of sleep. Um, I'm not a big proponent of like dry fire right before a match. Cause I really don't think I'm going to learn anything that close to it um if i do dry fire it's like i said it's confirmation and confidence building stuff just to like making sure hey everything's good we're not nothing's too crazy um nutrition and stuff i try to get um a cup of coffee every morning just to that that's normal for me and so i want to continue that pace no matter a match um no energy drinks nothing like that i don't do that in my personal life so i'm not going to do that before a match for sure Yep. Um, so i'll have something on my stomach during the breakfast um or before the match and uh if it's like a, a half day format and then a lunch and then the other half day i try to eat something real light um i'm not go get no burger and fries for sure yeah like i might do like um a cold chicken and lettuce wrap with some cheese in it and that might be it and i'm not going to eat till i'm full i'm going to eat till like i'm just barely <laughs> i put stuff exactly you know like i'm not grumbling no more yeah um and then i always like to keep um body armors and gummy bears and granola bars in my bag
0: gummy bears okay okay brady
1: (laughs) now that is because i do get um like some sugar headaches you know if you don't have sugar in a while you get like a little bit of headache coming on and so like i'll i'll pop me a few gummy bears and which which brand go away I'm not I'm not tied to a brand. Like I'll get like the smileys, you know, like the old school great value smileys. Those are oh those are like oh. childhood stuff right there. Those are awesome.
0: Oh Albin, like isn't go, Albanese Brady's thing. Like you gotta get that brand. I don't know. I can't oh,
1: remember. I never heard of that. that. <laughs> uh, it'd be like Hasbro is Hasbro is, yeah, it's brand? is it it the gun. that's not those. The brand? white
0: bag. I can picture the white bag. Brady's gonna punch us both for not knowing. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Brady,
1: if you're listening, bring me a bag and I will eat it.
0: There we go. Now I I'll see who, who has it. the
1: better gummy bears.
0: <laughs> <Man>. Exactly. <laughs> okay, what else is your routine? Sorry, so sugar crash. That's,
1: that's cool. um, no, You're good,
2: you're good. Um, and I'll have
0: a, uh,
1: a cooler of water and uh, like a body armor, which is kind of like a Gatorade. Um has more of like a coconut water stuff in it, so kind of the more natural sugars. But uh, I try to drink, on like a major match, I want to drink a bottle of something after every stage if it's hot
2: um, yep.
1: no matter if it's a bottle of water or a bottle of body armor like oh i'm drinking one of something every stage
2: Same. Um,
1: that means that i'm peeing probably three four times during a match but at least i'm not dehydrated Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome um outside of like shooting do you have hobbies
2: um, you can't say reloading, kind of revolve around guns. Yeah,
1: no, no, reloading is a necessity. I wouldn't call reloading as a hobby for sure, right? I started reloading just out of the necessity of having to shoot more rounds, <laughs> but uh, I like uh, like I said, I have several rifles, and I like shooting uh, like ARs for like the practical shooting aspect. So sometimes I'll take rifles out to my practices, and at the end of practice, I'll shoot what I've done in pistol in rifle sometimes um i've dabbled in some like long range gas gun stuff nice um but uh and then i mean i'll shoot a bow during bow season and stuff like that but yeah not too many other hobbies Heck yeah Yeah, it's just coming up i gotta start practicing i told myself after nationals i'll start i'll break out the bag and i'll start practicing it
0: and you haven't yet and it's been like three weeks bro
1: (laughs) i know i know
0: (laughs) archery archery is something that i picked up last year yeah, last year. But it's interesting because everything ties over into shooting that you would concept-wise. So you're breathing. Fundamentals. line of sight. Yeah. I mean, and like the littlest movement, if you jerk it, whether you have the thumb release or trigger finger release or whatever, like, you, mm-hmm. yeah, that shot's gone. Um,
1: it's a lot of consistency, yes. you know? Like if you, so I have like a kisser on mine, like if yeah. I don't put that kisser yeah. right there in that lip, I know the shot's going to be off. If I don't release it, how I always release it, if I don't grip the bow with my support hand, how I normally grip it, if I don't follow through correctly, you know, you're going to throw your shots off. And that translates to shooting, you know, you got to be consistent in everything you do, and then you can fix things. If you're inconsistent, you can't fix anything because you don't know what the problem is.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, have you ever hit yourself with your own bow string?
1: Wait, what? You know, like how when you
0: let go on your left hand or support hand? Oh,
1: gosh, yes, all the time. Okay, good. good. I'm the
0: not time. the only dumbass
1: yes 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 <laughs> no my grandfather gave me like a, a forearm guard to wear yeah but I was like I'm, I'm not, not wearing that wear no nope.
0: and then I, I should have because it hurt real bad for a real long
1: time <laughs> yeah you don't do it several times in a row you might do it a couple times life. a session but yeah. yeah I've done it more than that now so oh, maybe no. I'm, I'm, I'm not the brightest one
0: I learned hard because it was like I don't know a six inch spread on my arm so like I yeah we're good <laughs>
1: gosh yeah it's funny it's it's a sting for sure
0: yeah oh sorry i digress um something i want to ask you too about like your progress in shooting sports so like are you getting reached out to at all by potential sponsors or like are you looking at new ones for the future or what do you want to do
1: um so in the past not too much Mm -hmm. um i've only had two sponsors which i've reached out to was rubens and uh lock grips but um currently in talks with a couple others okay which are some pretty pretty good things in the future so i won't say too much about those but yeah. it's going to be i'm very excited to see what the future holds for sure that's awesome
0: did they reach out to you or are you're putting that out there
1: yes no they reached out to me
0: that's awesome really that's really cool congrats Thank you. uh you've done I'm pretty it excited
1: about there's some some good companies that i can i can stand behind and i believe they're putting out good products
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So your timeout, um, you're in like the play off season relax mode kind of the rest of the year. So I know we talked about offline. So what division are you dabbling with? Uh, and why?
1: (laughs) So I kind of, so I talked about wanting to eventually in the future, um, teach shooting as an instructor kind of thing. And so with that, I really do think that instructors should be able to teach both irons and dots. Yeah. Um, and I have been, ninety nine percent uh a dot shooter. I I started out shooting probably with a dot. And when I really got serious with shooting, it was with a dot gun. It was not with an iron gun. Yep. And so I gotta like so that being said, I wanna go and train with irons now. Yep. So the end of the or for the rest of the year, I'm either gonna go concealment, uh carry optics or concealment limited. Um, because I don't wanna reload a lot. And so <laughs> I might, there's a chance I might get a second shadow okay. or just take off my dot and throw irons on it yeah. and run that as limited, but uh, definitely got to play around with some stuff, um, okay. especially in practice. I'll I'll dry fire and lie fire irons a lot more just to build up that skill.
0: So when you're shooting irons, you're still target focused, I'm assuming, but are you seeing like where the front side is moving as far as if you had a dot, like knowing where they're going or is that harder for you?
1: I'm I'm gonna even defer to I don't even know yet. Okay. There, I have shot iron so little I can't even like I don't even know what I'm doing. You know I don't All know right. if it's wrong or if it's right. Um, I definitely do think that I'll stick to target focusing as much as I can. Like yeah. as like the principle I'll stand behind, um, or I'll try to emulate. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll see we'll see how it goes for sure.
0: I <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Ain't, right. ain't
1: nothing to do but to try it.
0: That's true. that's true. I'll be uh, intrigued to see how that goes out. I'm sure you'll be great at it. It's just something totally different yeah you're having to learn um, Well, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you do want to talk about when it comes to like the shooting sports, new shooters, um, like your journey as well or
1: um, I'd say help out anybody you can. Um, I was very, very fortunate to have a lot of great shooters um, to to watch to see how to shoot, but also like tons of friends meeting up. Um, like I'm, like I said, I was, a, I was an introvert kind of starting out and I've kind of, I can't say I'm an extrovert by any means, but I have also like learned to branch out and like cut up and mess around with some guys, um, around shooting. Cause it's, it's a fun hobby, you know, like it's, that's at the end of the day, it's what it is. Like you're there to have fun. If you're not having fun, you really need to think, rethink some stuff and, kind of just, just mess around with it if you have to. Yep. Um, I can definitely tell like after nationals whenever I've switched off the competition brain and just gone into the fun stage, like it, it's like a whole new world, honestly. Like it really is. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll halfway do this stage plan. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm just here to have fun. You know, I'm just here to shoot and see what happens. Yeah. But uh, definitely try to get as many people as you can. Um, A lot of my friends and family, I'm trying to get to the range to practice um, because a lot of them, they carry concealed. And I'm like, Hey, let me just, just come out for a practice route. I'll even supply the ammo. Yeah. Like y'all come shoot my ammo. Like, let me just help you out and just have fun with it. Honestly, the more and more you make it into a game or the more and more you have fun with it, the more and more in the beginning, they'll continue to do it. And yeah. then once they see the benefits of it, it's like, Hey, this is actually really beneficial. I'm getting proficient with my firearm. Let's actually dive into it. And then you kind of get them hooked. You can get them to a match. You normally get them hooked.
0: Yeah. Now, how do we get your wife to shoot?
1: <laughs> so she is actually a really good shot yeah um she she probably doesn't have like the movement yet but the, like fundamentals and stand and shoot she's she's one of the like the best person i've seen like from nothing to to where she is now love like, it progression wise um she's very very well but, that, but that's up to her she's
0: gotta get her belt and some gear
1: <laughs> whenever she starts carrying it, we'll get her into it okay she's been saying for like the last year or something like that oh I gotta get I gotta start carrying I was like I bought you a holster and a gun like let's (laughs) let's go
0: let's go yeah no I want more more women I think it was really funny uh fun not funny and funny actually I had Christina and I had my friend Brooke and I never met Brooke she connected with me on Instagram so I shot with them this weekend and it was so much fun um and it was something where like and I'll share this maybe she listens maybe she doesn't but she reached out and she was like I really she's on a different squad she's like I really don't want to shoot with your squad because you guys are all really good I'm gonna shoot pistol you guys are mostly shooting PCC I don't want to be the person bogging people down I'm like no move to our squad we're mm-hmm. gonna have a blast you're gonna learn stuff I switched to pistol anyways but it's like we want you on our squad and you're gonna have a lot more fun mm-hmm. time <laughs> if you gotcha. move. Uh, thank- uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are worried about like that perception of, Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be bad. My first stage or my first match. And it's like, no, I like, go squad with the best people out there. Just cause like they're having fun. They know how I to shoot the sport. The and best, then ask, a- but <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all are good for sure. And then, I mean, ask as many questions as possible yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the beautiful things about like Instagram and then YouTube is like, I've, I've connected with so many people from around the country. Yeah. Um, that I would have never met or even spoken to beforehand, and then they were able to like, or I was able to go meet them. I had like a list of like a dozen people I wanted to go like and meet at Nats, and, and so like yeah. I would walk around to their squad, like during their day, say hey to them, talk to them.
0: I love it. And so it was a lot of fun. It is. I mean, and and nowadays what's what was so interesting to me to see is that every single squad, like for the last I don't know four years, like for me when I was getting started, it was always men, 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 which is fine. There would be some women, but I would never be on the squad. Now it's like. Every single match I shoot with, like I'm gonna have Jesse, or I'm gonna have uh, like one of the friends. Christina's always kind of on there with me. Um, so having either one and two per squad, like that's cool to see. That's why I really want to see that grow. Yeah,
1: wow. definitely, definitely.
0: Awesome. I mean, well, the,
1: you gotta get the women out there. Different people from different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, anybody shoot, You know, it's a it's a beautiful country we live in. We have some great freedoms. Let's continue to keep those freedoms and uh, let's exercise them as much as we can.
0: Love it. Well said. Well, Brantley, I'm going to leave you a space here too to say thank you to your sponsors that you mentioned earlier. And I know you've got some codes if you want to share those as well with listeners. And uh, then tell me your Instagram name too, for people to go follow you.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, So shout out to Ruben's Reloading. He's been great about uh providing great ammunition. Um have a coupon code with him for 12% off. Use uh, Miriam 12. Uh, if you don't know how to spell it, we'll, it'll be in the show notes, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not going to try to spell it. Like the dictionary. And
0: if you can't spell the dictionary, the name yes. of the dictionary, then we're yes. in bigger trouble.
1: <laughs> Just like the dictionary. Miriam twelve for that one. And then uh lock grips for uh for making some some real good grips. And then shout out for the future for some some potential potential sponsors who are I'm excited for those for sure. And then Instagram handle is gonna be uh Brantley underscore Miriam underscore shooting. Um and uh on Instagram and also on YouTube post full match videos on YouTube and I'm going to be starting soon I'm starting to work on it but I'll do uh, match breakdown videos of uh, previous stages or previous matches
0: awesome Brantley I love that you came from humble beginnings I love that you're kind of this non-known but but are known shooter that came up and fourth at 400 and something shooters I want the largest nationals ever held against the top name shooters in the world, in the country, like you should be very proud. So um, congratulations for all of that. Thank you very, very much. Been the work. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Yeah, everybody go follow him. Go make Brantley talk to you and be an extrovert. He needs more practice.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) Go ask all the questions. I'll ask, answer any questions anybody has, if I can, for sure. Ask, Uh ask away. And thank you for having me on here. It's been a blast talking to you and uh, just getting to know more about everything
0: absolutely same. All right, listeners, stay tuned to for next week's episode of the reticle up podcast. Thanks for listening to the reticle up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at reticle up or three gun Kenzie.